0: Welcome to the press conferences for the NTT IndyCar Series Honda Indy Toronto. First up, third place finisher, Alexander Rossi of Andretti Autosport. Alex, um, maybe not your best weekend of the year, but you uh, accomplished the mission number one and that was to finish ahead of Joseph Newgarden, close the points championship somewhat and still a difficult race, I'm sure.
1: Yeah, it was uh, pretty anticlimactic. I think. You know, we, we didn't think that we had a, a first place car um, really at any point this weekend and we made a good turnaround overnight uh, on, on Friday night into Saturday for qualifying and the fact that we were able to, to put it in the top five um, was was a good thing and then we thought we had a podium place car and that was really about it unless we had anything uh, come to us in, in, the, in the form of luck so it was good to just kind of capitalize on what we thought was our, our maximum today and, and obviously finishing in front of Joseph was, was a good thing.
0: You were gaining quite a bit in the lighter stages of the race, but then you caught the same traffic that the leaders had. I I assume that's how it played out for you.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, we didn't have the pace of of the two guys in front, really, at any point. Um, But, yeah, I think with about seven laps to go, I I closed down on them pretty quick because of the lapped cars, but then I I caught the same ones that they had to deal with. And from that point, it was pretty much just maintaining third and uh, bringing the car home.
0: Scott uh, Dixon has finished second now for... uh Chip Ganassi Racing, on the heels of last year's victory, Scott, you gave it a good fight. It was uh, a strong car from for Simon, and I suppose you got what about as much as you could hope for.
2: Yeah, I think my really only option was probably on the first corner. Um, he actually overshot it. Had a pretty good run on the inside and. He started to arc back and I kind of bailed out of it, braked and and then uh, actually was just trying to hold off uh, Alex and, and Felix at that point too. So I think that might have been the only, you know, it was just really hard to get close to cars today. You know, you could kind of get to them, but um, even the pace I thought on our last set of blacks was, you know, we closed an eight second gap, you know, in, in literally, you know, maybe five, five or six laps. So um the pace was really good and then once we just got to Simon we just couldn't do anything he was doing a good job of of holding the pace up a little bit in six and eight and then uh we had some lap traffic there with with Hunter Ray and and he'd gap them and get a good run out of 11 and a good run out of uh one and they have straight line speed was ridiculous today to be honest so I don't know if they were trim but honestly on overtake I was barely closing on them so it's uh something that we definitely need to work on um I think for for the latter part of the season but um car was good you know i made a mistake a pretty big mistake probably around that 12 or 15 i hit the inside wall in nine and bent the suspension pretty bad actually thought i had a puncture um and then uh luckily it it uh it wasn't too bad the steering was just bent and made a bunch of toe in i think so uh, it was enough to get to the end but uh, not ideal steering wheel cocked i understand yeah, it was, it was a lot, like, you know, that's why I thought I had a flat tire, so uh, luckily the, the tire stayed up and we were able to continue on, um, kind of crazy seeing it happen so early, but yeah, just had uh, flashbacks of Detroit again, so it uh, was nice to actually finish.
0: Questions for either one? Right here. We have a wireless mic.
2: Alexander, uh, I saw that you spoke with Robert uh, pre-race, I believe, but... I'll leave that conversation between the two of you guys. But I was just wondering, uh, have you have you guys witnessed something so inspiring as that uh, that situation in your years racing?
1: Um, well, uh, well, it's probably the only situation that I've been close to, so I don't have a comparison. I think we're all so proud of him, the fact that he's back here in a car um, less than a year from his his incident and in his hometown of Toronto at the race he fell in love with as a kid. So uh, it's amazing to, to see him. Be able to do that and, and as we were all kind of in the cars waiting for the the pace car to roll and we kind of watched his i watched his lap on the screen and, and then to hear the cheers for him through 9 10, 11 was was pretty special and brought a smile to my face and uh i'm sure he had a lot of fun doing it scott
2: yeah uh impressive you know i think a lot of us had the chance to actually you know go and hang with him uh in denver through his rehab you know for a couple of days and the effort the guy's putting in is, is unbelievable. You know, he's talking six, six to eight hours a day. You know, he was, uh, he's was he been working. So um, he's, he's he's definitely uh, giving it everything and, and he's seeing good gains. And, and uh, as Alex just said, you know, it was uh, impressive to see him back here and, you know, him and Carly going around today. And just seeing the crowd's reaction was, uh, it definitely put a smile on everybody's faces. So it was really cool to see.
3: Okay,
0: down here
2: in front on your left, drivers. Hi, Jerry Doyle here.
3: Um, would it, because uh, uh, the uh, president, I believe it was, of uh, Arrow was talking about the technology that Robert is using now, and uh, Robert is uh, planning on having you guys behind him once again. <laughs> if the technology is able to reach the point where Robert is competitively driving, would any of you be concerned with or have any issues with uh, him being able to use that technology to race?
2: Uh, well, I don't really have a comment on that. It's not my place or opinion. Yeah, I don't. I don't know anything about what what they're up to on that side of things. But I know, you know, ultimately he's 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 trying to come back fully. So, you know, um, yeah, I, we're all going to support him no matter what. Yep.
0: Yeah. A couple questions. Uh, let's go with Patrick first, since the microphone's closer, and then we'll get to the question in the back.
1: Uh, Scott, uh, a race like this, where you. you, you you can't get it done in the first corner, and you think, and then you like I said you had the damage lap what twelve. So you you do the majority of the race with a little bit of damage, trying to hunt somebody down, thinking you might not be able to get it done. Is that frustrating, or you just got to take what you get, put it back in the truck, and go on to the next one? Yes,
2: yeah, you know it, it's sometimes you have those days, right? And 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 the thing that you try to do is get to them and put as much pressure on them as possible. And and you know I think with the lap traffic, definitely uh, you know Simon started to make a couple of mistakes um but you know honestly he had it you know pretty well covered i think he was he drove very smartly you know i don't think on the black tires i think we definitely had the the superior car and speed but um you know red red tires did a fantastic job and and you know uh did a good job in gapping in the right spots so uh it was definitely harder than normal i thought you know to get a run on somebody here normally out of one you can have a pretty good go um but it just, you know, for us today, whatever our setup or, or the configuration just wasn't achievable. Take our last question here
0: for Rossi and, and Dixon. Scott, uh, Review Blair, Entertainment Media. Uh, you've done, of course, very well with this track. What is it about this, this track that you understand so well? And especially handling that uh, corner three that when everybody's grouped together, anything can happen. What is it that you think maybe you understand better than maybe some of the other drivers?
2: Um, I don't know. You know, I think at this point, everybody's extremely good. You know, it's just some of the teams, um, you know, hit the track a little bit better. And, and if you, if you start with a little bit of a gain, it's, it's really hard to, uh, catch up, I think, on, on, you know, just how our weekends are and how short they are. This is a track that, uh, or a configuration that Ganassi is very strong. It's, a, it's also, a track that I really enjoy. Um, you know, it's a pretty high commitment, and and uh, you know everybody's rubbing walls. But you know, even as you saw in qualifying, I think you know the the, the first twelve were you know within half a second or something or less, maybe three four tenths. So, um, you know, it is tight. It's fun. I really enjoy this place. I love coming here. You know, the the fans are great. Uh, but I don't know. I think it's partly the team. You know, has a great setup, and and it's a track I really enjoy.
0: Scott and Alex, thank you. Uh, cool. We'll excuse you, you, and we'll thank you. Get to the mayor. James a lot of questions surely for you but we will start with uh, your teammate Robert today uh, drove a pretty good race
3: <laughs> yeah he let every lap that he was part of um, no that was obviously really cool I mean it, I was already strapped in the car so we didn't get to kind of see it see the the TV but I was just kind of watching everybody's reaction so I could tell when he was getting close to a wall and, and Carly's face was lighting up based on how everybody was was reacting and you know you could hear the the cheers every corner of the racetrack even from inside the car so it was uh it was awesome to see him back on track and uh in front of the home crowd and awesome to see the support that he had
0: last four years here you've raced to a third place finish third place finish fourth and now a sixth you obviously race well here it had to be a, a very exciting weekend for you and then cap with a pretty strong performance the biggest mover of the race
3: yeah, I mean, with the the race playing out the way it did, you know, there wasn't a lot of strategy to be had with tires, there wasn't a lot of strategy to be had with fuel and there were really no, you know, notable cautions to, to bunch the field back up. So we didn't really have any help today. We kinda had to just do it on the racetrack and uh, the aero car was, was solid, which has kind of been the story of our year. You know, we've had problems on on Saturdays, whether it was, you know, self inflicted or bad luck, but uh, but Sunday this team really shows up and um, you know, qualifying was unfortunate. We had the eighth fastest time of qualifying, but started 14th just due to the nature of the way the groups worked out. And, uh, you know, if we'd started a little higher up, we probably could have kept that top five streak alive. But, uh, but proud of the effort the guys put forth, like I said, with, uh, with really no help with, with yellows and, and strategy, uh, we just had to sort of push our way to the, to the front and, and, capitalize on other guys' mistakes. So, uh, all in all, not the end result that you want, but I think the effort that we put, put forth was, uh, was pretty impressive. Questions? Patrick,
1: uh, just n- not to belabor the the Robert thing, but take us through your mindset of switching off. You're in the car, you're ready to go, and you see this emotional thing, and then you you got to flip a switch and go racing and take care of business. How how, how do you do that?
3: You know, it's it's um, <clears throat> it's sort of nature of our sport. I mean, obviously, it's not every day that something quite that cool happens right before you get in the race car, but um, you know, we're we're Shaking hands with sponsors and taking pictures with fans up to the minute you put your helmet on. I think there's no other sport where we're still interacting with people outside of our program so close to game time. Um, so you know we're we're really uh, seasoned at being able to flip that switch almost instantly. Um, so this was kind of a, a good example of that. Like I said, the the particular thing was a little more emotional, a little cooler than what you normally uh, have distracting you before a race, but. Um, I think if anything, it just kind of, it, it sort of lifted me up and I think it lifted every, every driver on the grid up just because we were all so happy to see it happen. Question in the back.
0: Hi, James. Rudy Blair, Entertainment Media. Uh, were you surprised in how first, how fast the track was, the fact that there weren't any crashes, no real bumps, I mean a little bit, but everybody was really able to handle themselves and very quickly too, where's this party of yours at tonight? <laughs>
3: Well, um, you know, I, uh, I think that the quality of driver in the IndyCar series has just has gotten so high the last few seasons. Uh, we've seen a lot of races go essentially caution free. I mean, I know this technically wasn't a caution free race, but for all intents and purposes, it really was. You know, we had our lap one deal and then obviously the last lap, but I don't think either one of those affected the race too much. Um, it just, it just goes to the, like I said, it shows the quality of driver. Um, even the, the, the guys that had mistakes were able to kind of recover from them. You know, Bordet got himself out of the tires, and Sato made it back to the pits. Um, and that's, you know, fans, I think, want to see, you know, racing. They don't want to see caution periods. So uh, for a track that's sort of notorious for having a lot of incidents, I'm, I'm, I'm impressed with the field. I mean, one or two may have helped us, you know, close the gap and maybe get another spot or two. But uh, race control has made an active effort to try to keep it green as much as possible, and I think uh, other drivers are just doing a better job. i don't know yet we're still working on it
0: i suspect you know matt
2: looking ahead to next weekend at iowa that race being moved back to nighttime conditions how do you expect that to change the racing conditions a little bit more downforce more on throttle time
3: yeah i mean of course the race that we were pretty killer at last year they had to go and change um but uh no, I think I think honestly, you know, the night racing there is is a lot of fun. We've done it in the past and uh and I I've loved it to be honest when we raced at night there. Um the track's a little bit uh, more forgiving in those conditions certainly. I think that helps open up both lanes, which is great. That's good for racing. Uh it does give you a little more downforce. The tire dig will probably a little be a little less dramatic than we saw last year. But at the same time, I mean it's a 6:15 start. So to call it a night race is maybe a little bit generous. I think it's going to be a dusk race. I think there's going to be a point of the race where the sun is in a very dangerous position based on what we've heard from people who have tested there recently. So I'm a little disappointed with the start time. Um, but no, I think I think the aero car, you know, was obviously very strong last year. Everyone's had a year to get better. They've changed it from a daytime race to a nighttime race. So, you know, I don't think we can expect to just roll off the truck and, and dominate or anything. But uh, I think we can be strong and just need to have a good clean weekend and, and keep chipping away at these points.
0: Take one further question from this side of the room, right side. Uh, James, uh, busy weekend, uh, tired.
3: Um, y- honestly, I've uh, I've had enough experience doing this race to know what's too much, you know. And I've got a great team of people around me that kind of help manage the calendar and know when to say no to stuff because I'm really bad at that. So other people have to do it for me. Um, it was a bit different this year because we didn't have a race the weekend before. I was up here in middle of last week, you know, starting all the things, and we did a lot more stuff in the build-up to this race. Um, am I kind of relieved we survived and got through it and, and are moving on to the next one? Yeah, certainly. But at the same time, it's, uh, it's always such a privilege to come home. The support's incredible. Uh, you know, people wanting to talk to you and wanting to do stuff with you, that's a good problem to have. So uh, it's always fun coming back, and I think we manage it pretty well.
0: Bruce is going to get the final question, I suppose. This year did it seem to be more difficult to pass here than than in previous years? Because I know Scott Dixon was saying you just can't pass. And the other thing is as bumpy as it is, it would almost kind of feel like an off-road race for a while.
3: (laughs) Yeah, it does, honestly. Hands are, hands are a little blistered. You're sore in certain places that you're not normally sore, but you know, that's kind of the nature of this, of this place. As far as the passing goes, I mean, I think, I think passing everywhere, uh, is difficult just because the level of competition is so high and, and the gap between drivers is so small. Um, I don't know if it's any harder or easier to pass a car that would be the same, you know, time, lap time delta as it would have been a year ago. Uh, I just think the lap time Delta car to car is, is smaller. Everybody's getting better. The teams are getting better. You know, it's second year with this, uh, with this body kit. So everybody's sort of figuring things out a little more, but it's just, I think it just speaks a level of competitiveness in the series.
0: James, thank you. And we'll see you in a few days in Iowa.
3: Sounds good. Thanks, guys.